Blair Palmer and welcome to the Punks in Suits podcast. Does work have to be this way? No, it does not. You can make a big splash in the world without sacrificing your soul to do it. Call it existential angst, a midlife crisis or just the desire to have another throw of the dice. You're ready to rethink this whole work thing and configure a life and a career that really reflects who you are and what you care about. Together, we can do this. Together, we're punks in suits. Hello, and welcome to episode 62 of the Punks in Suits podcast. I hope you are really well. I'm in Switzerland today, and actually, I've just had to start recording this again because just the second I hit record, there was a sort of barrage of sirens going off outside. I don't know what's going on, uh, but it just made me laugh to think the second I pressed record, all of this uh, cacophony began. Anyway, it's quiet again as Switzerland should be. I always imagine Switzerland to be nice and quiet, and it is now. It's also snowing, which is another thing that I always expect in Switzerland. So things are just as they should be. I'm here for a piece of work with a client that I've been working with for many years. And even though we are changing up our lives and hitting the road in about five weeks now, even though that's happening, I'm still going to carry on working with this client and a few of my other corporate clients because I love that work. But this week I did have to turn down a piece of work because of our travel plans and our new way of living. And it was the first time since I made this decision to change everything around that I have actually had to turn something down. Now, I won't have to turn everything down. If you're listening and you think I want Blair to come in and do some work with our company, you should definitely talk to me about it. I'm not turning everything down. Much of what I do and have been doing for many years fits with our travel plans. So I'll be back here, for instance, later on in the year. I'm speaking in Milan in the autumn. I've got some speaking events in London and York in May. So all of these work really, really well with our travel plans. In actual fact, they help to give me a bit of shape to the year. So I know that we'll be living in Italy in the autumn time and we'll be up north and exploring the north of England in May. So this works really, really well. But traveling with the dogs and my daughter does mean that I can't jump on a plane at a moment's notice as I do now and as I have done for many years. And this was part of the intention. There are many reasons why you shake up your life. And if you're at this crossroads yourself or you're starting to make some changes, you've made the commitment and now you're starting to make some changes, you'll know what those priorities are for you. All of us, when we do something like this, are driven by a set of priorities. These things are important and I want to put them front and center. These things are less important, but they've been taking up a huge amount of my life. So I want to downgrade them in my life and set them aside a little bit, put them more to the back. And these things get in the way of me doing the things that are important. So I need to say no to them so I can have space for the things that are really important. Now, it all sounds great in theory. For me, I love the work and I don't want to stop doing it. And that is something that remains as a priority for me. But where it requires me choosing work over my family, the price has become too high for me. 
I've had too many years of jumping on a plane and having to renegotiate with my daughter to say to her, well, I was going to be here, but I'm not now. Or we were going to go and do this, but we can't now. Or I was going to be home, but I'm not now. And what I noticed was that for every yes in my work, there was a no in my personal life. Maybe this rings true for you as well. It's not that you aren't going to work or that work isn't important to you anymore, but there are some kinds of work or some kinds of projects, some kinds of employment that seem to require a greater sacrifice, not only by you, but by others in your life as well as you. So what I've done is I've basically made a change in my life to almost make it impossible for me to do the wrong thing. I'm making it much harder to say yes to jobs that require a big sacrifice by my family and therefore I'm making it a bit easier to say yes to them first. This isn't a, a science by any means and I'm absolutely positive that over the next few months I'm going to come face to face with some very difficult decisions. It is a judgment call. So for instance, I will be back in Switzerland in April. I've said yes to that. What that means, because I will no longer have an au pair and no longer have an abode in a sense, is that I need to find local childcare for Ivy and someone to look after the dogs. That's a bit of a hassle. Um, But because I have notice and because I can bring Ivy with me and we can spend a few days here, it works. I get to do the work I love for a client I care about. And I don't have to compromise on my commitment to my daughter, which was not to leave her behind this year. That was basically the deal that we did. However, as I say, I've just said no this week to a speaking event in a couple of weeks time because it's right at the start of our journey and there's not enough time to make arrangements for Ivy that wouldn't feel like a compromise of our agreement. And given that my major priority is not to renegotiate with her anymore about the time I spend with her. This is, this is the inevitable conclusion of that decision. I have to say no to pieces of work that would require me renegotiating with her. So here's what I realized. Firstly, when you commit to change, you have to really commit. This means changing habits. And as we were looking at last week, it doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going to make the decision to change my habits and now uh, now I'm, I'm in commitment and now I'm in action and now it's all fine. There are times when your, your commitment lags behind what's actually happening in your life and vice versa. So it's not always easy to continue to change habits. Sometimes the temptation is to return to old habits. Changing habits means saying no to things you would have said yes to in the past so that you can say yes to new things. This is really important. For every no, you enable a yes. And for every yes, you're required to to give a no somewhere else. When you realize that, you realize that actually every time I'm saying yes, and I love to say yes, I love to be a yes person. But what I realize is that every time you say yes, you are pushing another no down the road. So that's the first thing. When you commit to change, you have to commit and that means changing habits. Secondly, there will come a point, as they did this week, where your commitment is tested. Did you mean it? Or 
Do you think that you can squeeze in one last old habit and then maybe start properly tomorrow? That's the moment. And I'll tell you this, I could have said yes. It was a piece of work I would have really enjoyed in a country I've not been to before. And I definitely could have said yes. We could have changed our travel plans. I could have got uh, uh, some care for the dogs. I could have taken Ivy on a plane with me. I'm sure I could have found some, some childcare when we got there, but it felt really, really stressful to start thinking about trying to squeeze all of that in, in the next two or three weeks when actually this is just the beginning of our journey. And what I really wanna do is to get off to a strong start and not to compromise really early on by having to, to, to run around and hustle, hustle, hustle to, to be able to squeeze in one extra piece of work before we go. So there was a deep sensation within me that this one w didn't feel right, whereas the one in April did feel right and did feel doable. So third point, in deciding what to say no to, you have to return to your original why. What were the reasons you decided to do this change? For me, prioritizing time with my daughter was the number one driver. Reconfiguring how I work so that I can be more present to her and to our lives together and to myself was right at the heart of that decision. Secondly, was doing only the work I love. But the real test is when it's work I love, but it requires compromising on the number one priority, which was, was Ivy and our time together. Now, it's, it's easy to turn down work that that isn't good, that I don't love, that, that, that doesn't fill me with joy. And it's easy to accept work that blends perfectly with our new life. And I've, I've said yes to lots of opportunities over the next year or so. But the real test is the first time your first and second priorities cannot be aligned. My habit has been to renegotiate with Ivy. That is in my in my bones in my in my genes the easier thing to do because that is my habit but on this occasion i decided to break with my habit not to renegotiate with her and actually prioritize number 1 at the expense of number 2 what are your priorities as you stand here on this crossroads or as you start making decisions and taking actions that push you down a particular route, what are your priorities? What is your why? Often businesses, and I've been working with businesses for many, many years, often businesses will have two, three or four priorities. They'll want to prioritize employees, they'll want to prioritize the customer, and they'll want to prioritize the shareholder. But inevitably, there comes a point where they cannot square that circle. They cannot satisfy the employee, the customer and the shareholder. So they have to choose. And more often than not, they choose the shareholder. So when companies say we put our customers first or when they say we put our employees first, that's not really what they mean. They mean we put our customers and our employees first as long as that doesn't mean compromising on putting our shareholder first. In actual fact, when push comes to shove, they'll choose profitability and they'll, shoot, and they'll choose shareholder value. Now that's fine 
that's fine. To be honest, I would rather that they were really honest about it. I, I think that everyone in the organization, even customers would understand and be rather admiring of a company that chose to say, you know what, making money is our number one priority uh, and the customer and the client are, are second and third. However, the point is that com companies will very often imply that they're always looking for a solution and that they only will choose a solution that meets all three priorities, but they can't. They have to choose what wins normally the shareholder, normally profitability. The same has to be true in your own life. And on that, if companies were really to prioritize, let's say the customer, they would have to make some tough choices when it came to prioritizing the customer over prioritizing profitability. There would come a point where profit would have to come second to the customer. And for me, that would be a really, really important and fascinating moment. The same is true in your own life. You may have two, three, four priorities that all feel really important to you, but what wins? What usually wins? What has won up until now? And what needs to win from this point forward? Because when a yes comes out of your mouth, it will require a no somewhere else. What is the yes that you want to come out of your mouth and what are you willing to say no to instead? Change inevitably means walking away. You can't have everything from the past and change in the future. Change inevitably means leaving behind habits of behavior and thinking that have become easy for you, too easy in a way. And sometimes the change that you need to make is one that makes it much harder to do the wrong thing so that you're forced to do the right thing. I can't help it, but the, the analogy that keeps coming to mind is, you know, putting the cookie jar on the top shelf. In the few moments between you wanting the cookie and you getting out the step ladder to climb up to the top shelf to get the cookies, there's a bit of time to wonder whether you'd be better off with an apple. And that is often what needs to happen. Now, of course, it would be great if you could just rely on your willpower to do the right thing in the right moment, to, to keep your number one priority at the heart of all of your decisions and always prioritize that over prioritizing number two or number three, but certainly for myself, and I think for a lot of people, relying on willpower is not enough because there will be moments of weakness and you're in a habit. Your habit is to say yes to things that require a no somewhere down the line and a compromise or a sacrifice that you're no longer keen or happy or willing to make. So it all comes back to being clear on your motivations. You'll need these, you'll need to keep coming back to them. Being clear on your number one priority and recognizing that you will have to compromise on priorities two, three, four, five at some points in order to stay committed to that number one priority. And then making it difficult for you to do the wrong thing. So put the cookie jar out of reach. What do you need to organize or reorganize in your life to make it much easier to do the right thing and put that number one priority at the heart of all of your decisions and much more difficult to do the wrong thing, which would be to compromise on that number one priority in favor of priority two, three or four. 
that's it for today. I will say goodbye for the moment from lovely Switzerland, but I'll be back in the UK next week and uh, have something else for you. And as we get closer and closer to some big decisions in the business, I'm going to be sharing those with you. But for now, everything with the business kind of stays the same. You can stay in touch with us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can email me, all the normal things. And with information about how to do that, here's the lovely Ivy Palmer. To hear from you, you can stay in touch with us on Instagram at Punks and Suits and on our Punks and Suits Facebook page. You can also sign up to our newsletter at www.thatpeoplething.com. I'll say it again. www.thatpeoplething.com. You can also find out more about working with Mummy as a speaker or as a coach on that website too. And please leave a comment and a star rating on iTunes. Please five stars before it's fine. Go ahead and do that now as it helps other people find this podcast so that they can reveal more of the part underneath their 